Hey, welcome to another mini episode of the Business of Fun podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about market research and what you can do for market research now during the pandemic. I'm bringing this up because this morning I went um, to my inbox and found the John Wall Street newsletter, which is great. It's a daily newsletter that talks about the business of sports. Uh, Corey does a great job of analysis and getting people um, from around the industry to share ideas Um, new points of view perspectives. But he was talking about FC Charlotte and the idea that FC Charlotte was going to be the first Major League Soccer team to offer PSLs, personal seat licenses, to their fans. And what drew my attention was either, um, was the allusion to the idea that some of the research that they were basing their decision off of happened before the pandemic. And Something that people have been talking to me all over the world. I just had this conversation with friends in Australia the other day was what data can we use right now? And what does our data set look like? Um, You know, and how do we use data to make intelligent decisions now? So the first thing is, is that most of the data that you collected before the pandemic is going to be mostly useless. It is um, we have entered an environment that's once in a hundred years and Unlike a recession where there is a fairly standard playbook for how to manage a recession, what the end of a recession looks like and what growth looks like on the other side of a recession so that you can look at the data you have and kind of extrapolate decisions and ideas and make guesses based on what's going on. The last pandemic of this nature was 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago. So any research, any data we have on the topic is not very good, um, at least as far as making decisions in the modern world. So the reality is, is that we're likely starting over with data, right? Our buying flow, our marketing decisions, all this stuff is going to require us to go and develop an entirely new set of data, which if you were behind on your data collection or or understanding how to use data, great. You now have a great chance to start over and start over right. If you had all this data and you were like, oh my God, this is like the most great thing I've ever had. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, It may not be as valuable to you anymore. It may be completely dangerous to use it because the reality of what people are dealing with is so different than it was 12 months ago that it could make you make bad decisions. And the reality of the pandemic is that we're dealing with at least three different challenges, three different disasters all going on at the same time, right? We have the public health disaster of the pandemic. We have a mental health crisis in many parts of the world due to businesses failing, unemployment, lockdowns, lack of community, all these different things causing a mental health crisis. And then we're going to have a financial crisis because in most of the world, economies have been contracting. Right. People haven't been able to hold down their their normal jobs or they've had their work disrupted. Um, All these things are causing tremendous strain on the system. And this is going to mean that all that data we were collecting and all the things that we are seeing now may not reflect reality going forward. But what do we focus on now? And then how do we go forward into the future? The first thing is you can definitely do research right now. The thing is, is understand from the start that the utility of this research and this un, uh, the knowledge you're going to get is probably limited in nature. And it's limited specifically till when you collect it to the end of the pandemic. 
Why? Because these are unnaturally constrained periods of time. Even if people are acting a certain way right now during the pandemic, as soon as the restrictions start to fall away and people are able to travel and gather freely, um, go back to attitudes and ideas that maybe we all consider in air quotes normal, then those behaviors are going to change. And coming out of that, it's going to be very important, essential even, that we do a better job of getting into the market and understanding uh, what's going on with people as they emerge from the pandemic. Um, In this conversation about big data and understanding what data says and all these things, a challenge that many people were struggling with before the pandemic started was what in the hell do we do with all this data? Why is this data matter? How do we make it useful? And one of the struggles was just there's so much data and people weren't asking the right questions of it. Now, a topic I've been highlighting a lot since I learned about it um, is this idea called backwards market research. And a guy called Alan Andreessen, who uh, from Georgetown University wrote an article back in the 80s. You can still find it on the Harvard Business Review website and talked about backwards market research. He goes into in tremendous depth about what it means. But for our purposes, it's extremely useful for going forward with data for now and into the future. And I can encapsulate it into three simple steps for you right here. The first step is you have to understand what you're trying to find out. You have to ask a good question, right? Um, Through the pandemic, I've worked with a couple of my partners to ask questions uh, specifically around um, how they're entertaining uh, prospects and clients. And we would go out and we would, we wanted to understand two things. First, how had those perceptions changed or what had people done differently due to the pandemic as far as prospecting and entertaining clients and prospects? Then the second thing we wanted to understand to give us some context for anything we were thinking about right now was to understand what of these things that they found that that they were using now during the pandemic were they likely to hold on to? And what were the things that maybe they wanted to get rid of as soon as possible? That way we could, as best as possible, understand how behaviors were going to change. So we wanted to make sure that we defined the question we were asking effectively. The second part of this was knowing that those were the parameters of the question. We wanted to figure out how we wanted to present that data. And our... In our examples, we wanted to get some qualitative uh, information back. So we would ask questions so that we came back with long-form answers, right? Um, But you might want to show graphs, or you might want numbers to come back, or you might want a combination. It's okay. Any of those are the correct answer. It's understanding within the context of the question you're attempting to answer how you want that data to show up. And then the third question becomes, or the third idea becomes, designing your survey, your research tool around those first two answers. To use me as an example, the Talking Tickets newsletter is my weekly newsletter that I do for the people in live in live, live entertainment industry. So sports, concerts, theater, all that. I did a survey of NPS, right? Because NPS metric is a pretty um, easy to understand tool. It acts as a proxy for customer 
favorability and customer um, loyalty and, you know, just customer satisfaction, right? And I added a qualitative question to the thing. So I asked the NPS question, which was on a scale of zero to 10, how likely are you to recommend the talking tickets newsletter to your colleagues or friends? And then the second one is like, can you tell me a little bit about why you gave me that score? And the, the two together gave me a picture of A, how, how well people like the newsletter, and B, why they said that or why they didn't say it if they didn't like it at all. And so I designed my survey accordingly. For you, the third thing is to understand what question you're trying to answer, how you want to present it, and design your survey in a way that's going to help you get those answers. It's as simple as that. And it works now and it works later. And it helps make all this data that's floating around and all this talk about big data and analytics and everything else, it gives it a lot more clarity. It gives it a lot more um, utility and it takes it from like something that makes you your head hurt into something that you can actually find useful to make decisions and take actions off of. Does that make sense to everybody? So remember, the keys to market research right now is understand that the data you had before may not be useful anymore. Number two, it's you can do research right now, but understand that there's going to be limits to how useful it is. But third, starting now and going into the future, understand that there's you start with the end in mind. It's a process called backwards market research. And you begin with the end of understanding what question you're trying to answer, figuring out how you want to present that answer, and then designing the questions or surveys you're asking around the, those questions, the answers to those first two ideas. As simple as that. If you want to get my newsletter, Talking Tickets, as I talked about earlier, sign up at www.talkingtickets.substack.com or send me an email. It's my name, Dave, at DaveWakeman.com. Let me know how you like these short mini episodes um, and I will talk to you again soon. Take it easy.